wonderful to have Andrew with us, Andrew Cannon, all the way from the UK. Andrew is an evangelist. He, uh, he, he travels the world sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the great privileges for Jan and I, um, you know, with what we do, is that we get to connect and do life with people like Andrew. And, and it really is a great privilege and um, to be able to build friendship with people like Andrew and, and uh, in particular, of course, today, Andrew, um, and, and watch him come and, and go and see what he's doing around the world and the impact he's having. And we get to have him with us today, which is really good. So, Andrew, why don't you come? Can we please give him a big hand as he comes this morning? Guys, you can take your seats. Pastor Sheridan and Pastor Jan, it's wonderful that you guys have been looking after your grandchild. You've got another big child to look after for the next couple of days, all the way from England. But I'm blessed to be here. Crikey, you guys are lively. Isn't that what it's supposed to be like in the house of the Lord? In the presence of the Lord, right? I'm super excited. I'm blessed to be here. I just want to say hello to everyone else who's online. Tuaco, Hamilton West. And I'm going to hash this, but trust me in my heart, I'm pronouncing it right. Rotatuna. Rotatuna, I love you. And I'm glad you're here. God bless you. And I believe that there is no distance in the spirit. So what is spoken here, if it's received there, God will do everything he can do here. What I've noticed is God's no more powerful at the front than he is at the back. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Like, if you want a touch from the Lord, come down to the front. Yeah, he's setting people free in the car park. Us evangelists, we like that. We like getting people to the front. It looks amazing on our Instagram. But I want you to know, God's as powerful in that car park as he is in Coles as he is in this building. But if I do give a call to come to the front, come front, because it'll look good, okay? <laughs> guys, I am super blessed. Let me, are you guys full of faith? Yeah. Do you love the word? Yeah. On that note, I'll set my stopwatch now for an hour and 40 minutes. Go. Just so you settle and I don't lose you, I won't be going for an hour and 40, because that's, that's, overstepping my boundaries you lose the anointing I believe when you go too far so I'm going to go for an hour and a half <laughs> okay guys my wife sends a love she, uh, she sends me too yeah I FaceTimed my wife this morning she was in she was in the house she was in the hot tub with a friends and there's me over here singing for our supper she lives the best life I can assure you I live the best life so does my wife and so do you in Christ the best place to be is in Christ is it the safest? no is it the safest? no it's the most dangerous you read the Bible people were hung upside down they were putting pots of boiling oil for following Jesus. You know, there's a false teaching that goes out there and says, if you become more like Christ, they'll accept you. No! If you become more like him, they'll want to crucify you. It's true. 
but it's worth it. It's worth it to take this land. It's a beautiful land, by the way. This is an amazing country. It really is. It's an amazing country. I think we do everything we can in Him to give it back to Him. He's an incredible, incredible, incredible Savior and friend. He's our Lord and yet He humbles Himself and calls us His friend. Wow. I have friends. I have friends all around the world. But not quite like Him. He's amazing. I want us to just take a deep breath before I get myself rather excited when I before I preach. Let's just take a deep breath for a moment. Let's just still ourselves. Let's acknowledge where we are. We're in the house of God. Serving the one true God. Set free by his son. To bring glory back to him. There's no such thing as partial freedom. It is complete freedom in which Christ has set us free. Fullness. Let me give you an illustration. If I was to handcuff myself to this table, 99.9% of my body is free, but yet I'm not free. Christ has set us completely free. Completely free. I know what it's like. I know what it was like to be in chains. You guys know my story. I was a cocaine addict, alcoholic, self-harmer, suicidal. I tried to kill myself because I thought I was a failure. I failed at killing myself. Glory to God. I failed twice. He had a plan. Do you know what I find interesting? He had a plan for me before I knew he was real. But there was people who were already saved who needed to tell me about him. 33 years of my life I walked without knowing Jesus. I live in the United Kingdom. I think that's a prophecy over our nation. United, amen. United Kingdom. One day. Great Britain. One day. 33 years of my life I walked that beautiful nation. Lost and broken. Interestingly, I managed to avoid all the believers that I didn't know existed. Interestingly, the believers managed to avoid me as well. Let that go deep within you. Sarah, the minute someone like you told me about Jesus, my life changed. The very first time somebody told me about Jesus, my life changed. I'm not the same, thank God. Thank God I'm not the same. He changed me. I've been saved now 13 and a half years and I've had the privilege to travel the world preaching the gospel. I've preached to one person 
I've preached to 100,000 people. I've preached in stadiums, on planes, on ships, in cars, in hotels, in churches, all around the world. He set me free. And we are called to go into the land and take this land. He's taking us. Do we have a church of courage? Are you a church of courage? Don't go quiet on me now. I know people in New Zealand are not quiet, okay? Don't do it now, okay? Are you people of faith? Come on. That's Jan. Guys, we can take this land. He's promising us that we can take the land in which our feet tread. Everywhere you go, there you are. And wherever you are, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So there he is. And where he is, his presence, his power, and his promises are all yes and amen. He is in the very square foot that you stand in. Because he doesn't live in buildings made with human hands. But we invite people to the building and his presence shows up. Because he inhabits the praises of his people If there's ever a moment in your life where you forget where God lives, praise him and he's right in the middle. And wherever you are, he's living there with you. And he's challenging us, church. He's challenging us. People in Liverpool, we like a good old challenge. So it's just wonderful that I find, that I found a God that his word challenges me. It keeps pulling me up. It's like, come on, and once, once we seem to get to a certain level, we realize that actually we've only just scratched the surface. Like, can I tell you something? And I'm just going to boast in the Lord for a moment. All my days, I know so much more about the kingdom than I did 13 years ago. But in 13 years' time, I'll know so much more than I know now. In 13 years, it'll feel like I knew nothing now. Because he's lifting us up together. Together as a family, he's lifting us up. I often say this. Because Jay has given his life to the Lord, or you say, or you, or you, or you, buddy, okay? Woo, that must be his mom. Is it? No. Girlfriend. Woo, give it up for his girlfriend. Come on. Woo. Just girlfriend, is there anything you want to do now in the house? Okay. Propose, propose, propose. No, no, stop, stop, stop. Okay. Uh. Hey, back to the word. Okay. What I've noticed is, see, I'm a guest speaker. I can just really hash this and leave. I live 10,458 miles away. Not that I've done a Google search. So I can do this and leave. Plus me and Sheridan have only... I was going to say we've only had two hours sleep. Completely separate rooms, of course. We didn't get home till four o'clock this morning. So I'm a bit giddy. But guys, listen. I would say this. Because Jay's life is in Christ... And Sheridan's and Jan's and yours and yours and yours and yours and yours. My life should be better. My life should be enhanced because they have the presence of God. And by the way, I'm just going to move down the aisles. I'm going to be quite pastoral. Every single one of you 
should be enhancing the life of every single one of you. It's called building up and edifying one another. Iron sharpens iron. This is what we do. So this is what I want to do before I get into the word. This is what I want you to do. I want everyone on this side to look across here and I want you to say just a couple of words, okay? I want you to say this because I want us to knit us together. Okay? Not that there's any disunity. I don't sense that. Don't. Okay? I just want to do something as a declaration. I want everyone over here to look over here and I want you to just look at someone in the eyes. I want everyone over here to look that way. Okay? And I want you to say this. We need you to obey Jesus. Say it again like you mean it. Now I want everyone over here to say to the guys over here, we need you to obey Jesus. Because if you love him, you will obey him. So we are a family of lovers unto Christ. And when you obey Jesus, their life's better. And when you obey Jesus, their life's better. Therefore, we build up and edify. And then we can go out and we can take the land together in love, in respect for one another. With our dignity in Christ. And we can go and take the land. There's a passage I want to read to you. Or or at least teach out of it's numbers 13 and you know that this is when they go into the promised land the 12 spies go into the promised land and yet the 12 spies they see the same thing yet they have a different report We have two spies, Joshua and Caleb. I declare that this church and the other gatherings, the other locations is filled with Joshua and Caleb's. Whether that's you're a man or a woman, I'm declaring the character. Joshua and Caleb's across all locations who see the giants but say, let's go and take the land. Who can see the giants but they go. It's okay to see the giants it's not okay to backtrack so the Lord commands Moses and Moses commands the people and this is what he says when Moses sent them to explore Canaan he said go go up through the Negev and on, the, and on into the hill country see what the land is like whether the people who live there are strong or weak if they're few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or is it bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruits of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes and we know that they come back with a cluster of grapes so big that two people have to carry it that's some serious cluster of grapes right organic as well with a cost of fortune can you imagine like like nine or eight dollars for the punter this big isn't it this one on a pole 
Oh, and it's full of pomegranates and figs and olives and honey. The kind of place that I want to take. Right? All the best. The land, they say, indeed it does flow with milk and honey. This land is exactly the same. This land flows with milk and honey and there's opportunities for us to take this crown. Two of them come back with a different report than the other ten. The other ten, the ten spies that I call the Miserites because they are just miserable. The Miserites. They say, we, we, we went there. We went where God, we went to the land in which God promised us. Can you imagine? We went to the land in which God promised us. But hang on a moment. There's giants there. I know God promised us. I know the promises of God, but hang on a moment. There's giants that live there. And we seem like grasshoppers to them. Guys, I want you to know, it doesn't matter how big the giant is in the flesh. We fight a spiritual battle. I want to tell you this right now. If you're... One of the biggest tricks the enemy is convinced is to make us believe that our enemy wears clothes. If you're fighting someone who's dressed like this, you're fighting the wrong battle. Our enemy doesn't wear clothes. Our enemy is a spirit. The ten spies say, you must be joking me. You've got to be kidding God, I know you're the God of promises, but the size of these obstacles, we're not going. Guys, I want you to see the giants. I want you to see them, but I never want you to backtrack. It's okay seeing them. Like, wouldn't you want the sermons? Wouldn't you want great vision? Wouldn't you want to see the obstacles in your life? There's a couple of streets in Liverpool that are poorly lit. And I went down one, and this is like 20 years ago, and it was a speed bump. And I didn't see it. Honestly, I felt like a grand piano landed on top of the car. Boof! I went bang over this. And I thought, I wish you, excuse me, I thought, that's your girlfriend, isn't it? You better sort this out, bro. <laughs> like, get it up here. I'm just kidding. Like, come on. And I hit this speed bump. I hit the bump. To be honest, I wish I saw it. Everything. The glove box opened. The, the rear view mirror was rattling. The phone fell off the stand. I wish I saw the giants. It's okay seeing them. We can approach them in the right way. Guys, I want you to see the giants, but I want you to take this land. I fly home a week on Tuesday. And I'm going to be praying for you. I'm going to be praying that this word inspires you and it provokes you into action. 
You see, what this world needs is the churches and the body of Christ to become an army, not an audience. It needs the body of Christ to be partakers and not spectators. And it needs the body of Christ to be contributors and not consumers. One of the ways you can impact this community, and I promise you, your pastors have not encouraged me or nudged me to say this. One of the ways you can impact this community is get that roof on the building. Get it on. Get the roof on the building. Let's get this thing going. Let's throw money at it and get it going. Let's get this thing done. It's incredible. What an opportunity to take a continent or a country by taking a community. Let's get this thing done. Let's throw a stake in the ground and say we're here. We see the obstacles. We see the giants. But we're pushing through because we are taking a land that flows with milk and honey. And we're going to invite our community to come and enjoy the presence of God. So Joshua and Caleb, they silence the other ten. Caleb says, be quiet. He says, we must go. Sarah, he says, we must go. And we must go now. Not let's have a discussion. Let's not throw up a, a, a vision board, which are all great, by the way. But let's do it and let's do it now. The other 10, who, by the way, are leaders of tribes. They are leaders. He sends 12 leaders from the 12 tribes. They're all leaders. 10 leaders decide in Numbers 14 to stone them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being so full of faith that people in your own congregation want to kill you? Can you imagine? I declare that you are those two people. That you're so full of faith. But I've already ruled that out because you said that you need them. And you said that you need them together. We can push each other forward in a covenant, not competition. I want every single one of you to lead more people to Jesus than me. But you've got a task on your hands. Because I'm going after souls. And I'm taking the land. And you may say, well, Andrew, exactly what land have you took? I take land every time I win a soul. Because then they go on. You see, I'm taking land in the size of a square foot. Every single time I win a soul. You know why? Because we live in a square foot. Just watch. Just watch the square foot that I'm standing in. Oh, it seems to follow me. And everywhere I go, there I seem to find myself in this square foot. There was a man called Ian Aiken. He led me to the Lord. January the 21st, 2010. And he took land. Because he put me in it. In the square foot. Look at these tiles. Square foot, square foot, square foot. Each one, each one taken land. Each one. I'm telling you right now, you will not change the world. You will not do it. But you'll change someone's world. 
You'll change someone's world by taking ground, by winning souls, by sharing God's goodness. By putting a seed in. Do you know the parable of the sower? Throws four seeds, right? And it lands on four different types of ground. Nowhere in the Bible does the sower judge, criticize, or debate with the soil. He just puts a seed in. And if the soil's ready, it'll grow. Let's move past our own assumption. Let's stop saying no for them. My sister, I don't know why, but God's just highlighting you. Yes, you there. Yes, you. Okay? And I feel like I just want to say this to you. It was someone like you who led me to Jesus. Don't disclude yourself. Someone just like you. And sister, my life has never been the same. Never. I walked into a dining room not knowing God wanted to kill myself. Walked out born again, washed in the blood of Jesus, praying in tongues. My life's never been the same. And I'm taking land. People can criticize. People may want to throw stones. But I have a God who's promised me and so do you. Are you people of courage? My sister, you're never going to be the same after today. I can just sense it. You're never going to be the same after today. It's not because of what I'm saying. It's for what the Lord is doing in your life. You're never going to be the same. Become heaven's mouthpiece. We need you. When I got saved, because I have an hour and a half, I'll get back to my message in a minute. (laughs) There was enough laughs for me to take an hour and a half. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, so when I got saved, when I got saved, I got saved in a rehab. And the rehab and the church had a charity shop. And we would render our services. We'd want to go and serve, right? And I would do, there were so many people wanting to serve in this charity shop. Really, the longest shift that you could do is two hours a week. Because so many people wanted to serve. Awesome. That's the kind of job I like. Um, so I went and they gave me this job. I just got saved. Come out of cocaine addiction, alcohol addiction, self-harm and homelessness. Got saved and then I wanted to serve. And they gave me a job, Jay, and you know what it was? Counting the jigsaw puzzle pieces. <laughs> hey, Andrew, I'm sure the Lord has changed you from the inside out. It's a 5,000-piece jigsaw. Yes, he's changed me. <laughs> and I used to count these jigsaws. Some were 500-piece, some were thousand some of five thousand <clears throat> and it dawned on me just how important every single piece was do you know why I knew because after counting them if they were all there and just to grow in character we had to count them twice that's not the Lord I'm telling you right now didn't feel like 
Like, I don't even save the week. And I was quoting scripture like, my God, my God, why have you? It's like, I've given my life to this. But it dawned on me just how important every piece was. 5,000 pieces. 4,999 and the whole jigsaw went in the recycle bin. Sometimes it was really frustrating when in a 5,000 piece box, there was 5,012. I didn't bother counting them, I just thought that was the enemy. That went in the bin as well. Why am I saying this? Because we need you. We need you, sir. We need you, and we need you. We need you. We're incomplete without you. We need you, sir. I don't want anyone left out. Put your hand on your heart. Say this We need me. We need me. Yes, we do. So, Moses commands Joshua and Caleb to go. Where would you find yourself amongst the twelve? It tells us in number back end of Numbers 14, beginning of Numbers 15, or the middle of Numbers 14 and the back end of Numbers 14. That because of the disobedience of the ten, they died of a plague. Now, am I saying any of you are going to die of a plague? Absolutely not. Of course not. Talks about no pestilence coming against us, right? Of course not. I read the word, I trust it. I trust God, I trust his word. Am I saying you're going to die of a plague? No. I'm not. But I am saying the work that God has set before us could be dying of a plague if we disobey Him. You know, He says He set work before us on the narrow path, on the path. So if you can imagine that wall to that wall being the broad path, which would be a little bit harder to try and find the works that God has for us to do. No, 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 he makes it easy. He puts it on the narrow path. So now you only have to look there and walk. Guys, we're falling over the exploits and the excitement that he has for us. Let's be the two. Let's be the two that take New Zealand for Jesus. Let's be people of unwavering faith. Let's be people of courage. Let's be people of a positive perspective. Let's resist peer pressure. Let's move with God's favor. Let's not be people who fear and doubt. Let's not be a Israelite with negative influence. Let's stop complaining and grumbling and let's do all things in Christ who strengthens us. Let's not move with disobedience. And let's not be a people or a generation that misses out on the blessing of God. Because I want it all.
all. You know why I want it all? Not to build a castle. To build his kingdom. The nation that I come from, we have 4,000 castles. Not 3,999. Not 4,001. But I fear if I obey me and not the Lord, my nation may end up having 4,001 castles because I'm building my own and not his. When we obey him, we're building the kingdom with him. Let's be people of courage. Do you love me? I love you too. Together, we're better. In unity, we're stronger. Amen. Together, we're better. In unity, we are stronger. You may say, Andrew, how on earth do you need me? You live 10,000 miles away with one body. Any of you ever got cramp? The body moves in a funny way, right? Oh, we had a cramp in the back of your calf when you're sitting down and you can't stand up because you're on TBN. I don't want any of this body cramping up. Because if you cramp up, I limp. And if I cramp up, you limp. We're in this together. Fiery ones, trusting God, taking the land. Seeing the giants and having good reports. We are the people. We have been waiting for amen guys I want you all to come tonight because I have to be honest I haven't even got going I've got so much in me that I want to share so much come tonight I mean I'd travel ten and a half thousand miles no pressure you know Let's take this land. Let's see the giants. I want you to see them. They're easy to take down when we see them. Let's move forward.